What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Will Smith with Red and Bold, and I'm your MTMV Sports Correspondent for your Kansas City Football Chiefs. Okay, okay. So, y'all, we've had a very interesting weekend. Um, y'all know what's going on um, with the whole Tyree Kill situation. So, I want to speak on that, and I'm going to touch on it from a um, few or and or several different points. Uh, that I have to make or that I'm going to make um, in talking about this subject. It can be touchy for some people. Um, so here we go. First, I want to talk about the football side of it because the Chiefs are catching a lot of flack for Tyreek Hill still being on the team. And so there are two things. Like, I can understand if they do cut him, but I very much understand why they have not yet cut him and are still holding on to him. And so um, the Chiefs have learned from the Kareem Hunt situation, right? And so they were in a position where they had to cut Kareem Hunt because they li- because he lied to them. Um, they asked him several times, um, coaches and Reed and uh, just management about what happened in the situation and in the hotel and everything like that. Um, and this was before they had access to the video footage. They did not know about the video footage and they did or they didn't maybe they knew about but they didn't have access to it I don't know but they had not yet seen the video footage so they asked Kareem Hunt more than once what happened in the situation he lied so they ended up having to let him go then (laughs) so John Dorsey and the Cleveland Browns um pick him up sign Kareem Hunt to their team now, the Chiefs were losing one of the, the centerpieces of their offense, one of the best players on their team, one of the best running backs in the league. And so they lost um, an elite talent at running back. Kareem Hunt was a top five running back to me, you know, top three, but he was one of the best running backs in the league and still could be. You know what I'm saying? He has that type of talent. But the thing is, the reason the Chiefs are holding on or um, or waiting, taking a wait-and-see approach as it pertains to Tyreek Hill, they're waiting for... Uh, the legal process to play itself out. Reason being, if they were to cut Tyreek Hill, well, let's say this, let's say this. So let's say Tyreek Hill does not do any jail time. Maybe he has to go to like um, some re- reform counseling, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, probation, things of that nature, but um, to where he's still free and outside of jail. So let's say that happens. Let's say he doesn't get any jail time. So it's then upon the NFL to exact um, um, a punishment because, you know, it um, makes the, the the shield, so to speak, look bad or embarrasses the Chiefs organization as well as the NFL. So they have to exact some type of punishment, whether that's eight-game suspension, the whole year suspension. But even after that suspension, right, <laughs> he could still play the game. He can still be an NFL player. He has the right to come back and play. Um, basically, under stipulations of probably he has to go through um, a certain process, counseling, including one of those, and kind of repairing his household or, or you know, um, doing a self-evaluation and making sure that he gets the proper help that is needed, right? But he would still be eligible to play after that suspension. <clears throat> So he could potentially still be a chief and serve, you know, whatever consequences that he has to deal with. 
But let's say if the Chiefs cut him, he doesn't do jail time. He gets an eight or a 10 game suspension or a 12 game suspension or even a year suspension. The, a team can sign him, you know what I'm saying? For like a very low contract. <laughs> get one of the best receivers in the league for nothing. So I'm looking at this from a football aspect. This is why the Chiefs have not yet um, cut Tyreek Hill and they may not. They're, let, they're taking a wait and see approach because, let me see. Um, there's a hypocrisy that we know that exists in the league. And so the Chiefs may be hypocrites, you know what I'm saying? Because they're, you know, um, but definitely the NFL, there's a lot of hypocrisy as it pertains to the NFL. And so the Chiefs are looking at this like, yo, we let go of Kareem Hunt. The Cleveland Browns was able to sign him with no penalty. And so there should be some type of penalty for another team because another team can pick him up and won't nobody say anything, but everybody's crying out. Uh, well, not everybody, but a lot of people, NFL analysts are crying out for him to be cut. And that's like, he shouldn't even be on the team. He should be cut. Why do they still have him on the team? It's because of the NFL. <laughs> it is because of the NFL and their hypocrisy. And there's nothing to stop another team from signing him. You know what I'm saying? There's no penalty for another team signing Kareem, I mean, signing Tyreek Hill, picking him up. And suffering, like, you know, losing, maybe having to give the Chiefs a first round and a second round pick. There should be some type of penalty. Okay, if you wanna if you wanna sign this player that this other team had to cut because of this situation, because nobody's talking about the Cleveland Browns right now. They signed Kareem Hunt, but no that nobody's bad mouthing and talking about the Cleveland Browns. I don't listen to Cleveland Brown radio, but from what I hear, like everybody's like you know, from a football perspective, like, oh, the Cleveland Browns going to have a beastie backfield, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know what I'm saying? That's what fans are saying. And so nobody's talking about the Cleveland Browns are disgusting. How could they? You know what I'm saying? So there's so much hypocrisy that's going on right now. And, and then uh, I understand the Chiefs side of things. Like, no, we're going to wait and see because we learned from the Kareem Hunt situation. The team can just pick, just sign our player and, and suffer no type of penalty. You know what I'm saying? Or not. Um or even um, uh, the criticism, suffer the type of criticism that we, that we have received. You know what I'm saying? Because another team can essentially sign, just like they signed Kareem Hunt, oh, we believe in second chances. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure he has the proper help. You know what I'm saying? They can say the same thing with Tyreek Hill. Like, we believe in second chances. We don't condone uh, child abuse. And, you know, it looks like, you know, um, hypocritical of the Chiefs, you know what I'm saying? If they say they care, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and about child, child children, but nobody's condoning child abuse. But the hypocrisy of this league is saying that, yo, you can pick up a player like Kareem Hunt. You can pick up uh, this player that's been um, accused of having, you know, 400 pounds of weed and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's so much that, that the players, you know what I'm saying, have been have done and still been able to play in this league. So it's not right that um, somebody would expect a lifetime ban for Tyree Kill to never play the game again. That's coming from a football side of it. So now, um, coming from the parental side of it, um, yes, Tyree Kill needs help. You can see that he has a lack of respect for his fiance. But not only that, for him to speak to her in that way, he has a lack of respect for women. And he has um, an anger 
an anger issue um, and self-control, it sounds like. Now, for um, those people that are upset about him disciplining his kid, um, I physically disciplined my child. I have a three-year-old daughter going on four. And she does receive physical discipline in certain instances. Now, there is a point to where you could, one could go too far and it then become child abuse. That's something I definitely don't do. I love my daughter. <laughs> um, but there could be, um, let's say, if, some, if someone were, if my daughter was somewhere out, they may, you know what I'm saying, she could, there's an instance where my daughter could say something where people could misinterpret it as abuse. There are times where I put Vaseline on my daughter's legs in the morning, getting her ready for school. She said, oh, you heard me, daddy. And no, I didn't. So um, that's why I see the side. Of, I'm, I'm not as critical of of uh, of, of Tyreek in the, in, the phys- in the physically disciplining this child. Now, you should never punch a three-year-old in the chest. You know what I'm saying? That's not uh, a good parenting technique or physical discipline-wise. Um me and my father didn't get into physical altercation until I was a junior in high school. And we got into it. I was thinking I was a grown man. You know what I'm saying? And then you also have to look at another aspect and look at, okay, well, how was Tyreek Hill raised? Um, I don't know if his father and his mother were in his life. I don't know. There's a lot that we don't know that, that goes on, not only in Tyreek Hill's household, but in everybody's household across this nation. Also... Everybody has grown up with um, differently within their families, has a different culture as far as how uh, disciplining will work. I grew up getting the belt, being physically disciplined, but that's not the only discipline I got. But I'm thankful for all of those whoopings I got that probably would nowadays be considered as child abuse, but it wasn't. It was physical discipline. And I, I'm thankful for those times that I was physically disciplined because I probably would not be here if my father hadn't get, hadn't whooped me with a belt <laughs> or physically disciplined me because it was a lot that I could get into. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, born 1979. A lot of gang uh, gangs going, uh, gang violence and just gangs being present um, in Kansas City during the time I grew up in the 90s. Got my jacket snatched one time. What I'm saying, it would have been, if my father had not been there, I very easily could have been in one of those gangs or just caught up in some things where I probably wouldn't be here because I got, you know, I was in some stuff where I could actually not be here right now, but I would have been a lot worse off and a lot more rebellious and less respectful had my father not given me that discipline. And so we don't know what's going on in the house of Tyreek. Um, do I believe he punched the child? I mean, he didn't admit to it on the audio tape when she said he did that, and he didn't. Um, he didn't admit to breaking his child's arm. You know what I'm saying? And so, not that I'm in any way. There's no no way that I condone child abuse or that anyone should. You should not abuse your child. But we are to physically discipline our children, even in that's biblical. Even God says that we should physically discipline our child. We should not fail to do that. Proverbs 23, 13 and 14. Don't fail to discipline your child, your children. They won't die if you spank them. Physical discipline may well save them from death. 
That's the New Living Translation. Proverbs was written by a very one of the wisest men on earth, and that wisdom was given to Solomon by God. He said, do not fail to discipline your child. You very well save them from death. Physical discipline won't kill them. Now, like I said, I don't whoop my daughter at the age of three, but at some point she will get the belt. <laughs> when she's a little older and I feel like it's, it's the appropriate time, she will get the belt. And so it's a lot, man. And my thing is like, um, there's so many, um, and, and I will say, well, let me get back to Tyreek Hill and, and his lack of respect for women and his fiance. He, um, and hearing the words that he spoke, he definitely has needs, um, um, counseling, um, to talk this out, to see it because that's in his heart. That's how he feels about his fiance and probably has no respect for other women. If he were in a relationship with him or if he was, you know, dating him or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's not, you can see that he doesn't have respect for women. So he needs counseling in that area. And it seems like he has he needs some counseling with self-control because it was an issue in the past with him and his fiance where he choked her. So the report say I've never re- read the report. It's only what I've heard. So I don't know what happened in that situation. And so I can't speak matter of factly. But if that is the case, then definitely you need some. I mean, self-control is an issue, something that you struggle with and anger. And so. There are certain ways that we should respond as men. We're supposed to protect our women. Um, especially if it's your fiance, you're supposed to love her and treat her with respect. And, and there are times, me and my wife, we have a disagreement. If you're argument, we call them gifts. Um, but never would I disrespect my wife in such a way to call her out of her name and belittle her and demean her because I love her. We just disagree right now, but we're going to let's talk about it, have a conversation and get through it. And sometimes I have to step away, you know what I'm saying, for a little bit. And there are times I can, you know, I have to I have to practice self-control. And that is a fruit of the spirit. It says self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And, and you know, saying um, I am a believer in Christ. And so that has helped me a lot. Jesus Christ has helped me a lot with my anger, <laughs> a lot with self-control, a lot with pride, you know what I'm saying, and, and ego, and just being able to um, to love my wife as she deserves to be loved, to love my wife as Christ loves the church. So, if you can imagine <laughs> uh, not having, and it's hard for me not to um, talk about um, not to talk about God and look and talk about things from a spiritual perspective because I am a believer. So that's how I see everything from that perspective. Um, and I love God more than anything, love Christ more than anything. And so when I tell you that there's um, there's a need in our hearts for Christ, you know, what I'm saying because we speak what's in our heart. And you can tell you had the uh, if you had a respect and a love for his wife, you know, what I'm saying you're like. You know, the conversation would be a lot different. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my child is terrified of me. That's not what I want. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Just like it would be a completely different conversation. Because I don't want my daughter to be terrified of me. Though there is a, t- a, a certain fear that children have their parents. But there is a fear of um, um, of consequences. 
you know what I'm saying, to where we don't do things. And that was one thing that when my father whooped me, I know it's because he loved me. I know he'd be angry, but, but as parents, we expect more of our children. You know what I'm saying? We teach our children what's right. And our children are, aren't always going to do what's right. We're like, we're born. Like, my daughter's three, and she, she lies, and she's rebellious. You have to tell her things four, five, six times the same thing. <laughs> and so what, what that requires, what that requires is patience and self-control. And so without him, that's definitely... <laughs> and so it requires patience and self-control. But I'm so thankful. You know what I'm saying? So thankful for the whoopings that I got because it instilled um, a healthy fear in me of like, nah, I know I can't do this. I would second, you know what I'm saying? I would give things a second thought or think twice before doing something because I would have to think about, okay, if I did this, I know my father would be disappointed and I would get in trouble for this. So I'm not going to do it. So you can imagine not having that filter in your life. You know what I'm saying? So that's the chiefs are waiting things out. <laughs> but, um, and an- another thing I want to talk about, you know, something I was talking about hypocrisy. It's also, um, the hypocrisy I know of NFL analysts or, or people that are, um, analysts of, of in the sports media in that area and, and are speaking on the situation they have no idea you know what I'm saying they only hear what's being reported they only um the the police report um only listed I don't know if it's public records or not yet but there's only a certain amount of information that people have but people are very quick to um condemn Tyreek Versus saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he needs help or, you know what I'm saying? But they're so quick to condemn him. But what if his sin is in the light, so to speak, right? His sin is out there. Everybody knows. But there are many who have secret sin in their life or hidden sin that no one knows about. But they want to be super <laughs> critical of another man whose sin is out in the open. And so you have guys that may be commenting that watch pornography every day. Mm, okay. But the thing is, society, there's a very low standard for mankind. So society looks at certain things, oh, that, oh that's not that bad. But what about now as a guy, right? So what about, you know, saying the guys that watch pornography? What about that guy that's committing adultery and cheating on his wife? That's, a, that's an analyst or a radio broadcaster that wants to speak on another man's situation when he has the sin in his life. So it's like a lot of self-righteousness going on when God says our righteousness is like filthy rags under him. And so be careful um, how you condemn somebody else because with that measure of condemnation that you use, it's going to be, you know what I'm saying, brought back to you. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be the measure how you're judged. So uh, people had to be careful about how they look at things. So, and then you have, you know, another uh, analyst, they may be, um, alcoholic or um, sleeping sleeping with women outside of marriage you know what I'm saying things that society doesn't look down upon it seems, seems as normal but it's, it's sitting in the eyes of God and so there's a to me there's just so much self-righteousness going on right now that pertains to this situation not me in any way condoning child abuse at all or saying that Tyreek Hill is right you know what I'm saying? 
you can definitely see that he needs help just from the audio tape that, you know what I'm saying, that's not how you should talk to your woman. You know what I'm saying? You should be terrified of me too. Nah. <laughs> that's why you can't get an effing man is what he said. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it is a messed up situation. Um, but I understand from the chief side of things, you know what I'm saying? If they do not cut him, I definitely understand why. If they do cut him, I understand why they cut him. But I definitely understand at this point from a football and a business perspective why they're holding on to uh, Tyreek Hill and haven't cut ties with him completely because there's no penalty for another team to just go ahead and sign Tyreek Hill. They're letting the process play out. Tyreek could possibly do some jail time. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> All we know is that the investigation has been reopened by the DA due to the audio tape. But it also incriminates... Um, um, his fiance, uh, Crystal herself, because she says she in the tape, she says she covered for him and rolled with him with the detective. So she basically lied to the detective when she was asked certain questions. You know what I'm saying? Which could be obstruction of, uh, of justice or perjury. Um, I'm not a lawyer, but I know that, you know, <laughs> she kind of incriminated herself. So I don't know how you hold that as insurance when you, you would admit to lying to the police, to a detective. So. Yes, it is a mess up situation. Wish it didn't, um, was something that uh, didn't happen. But I know that um, in regards to physical discipline, man, it's, 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 the culture has changed a lot, man. Like, it was commonplace with me growing up for a, a lot of us to get whoopings as children. You know, a lot of my homies, we all got whoopings, but it kept us in line. You know what I'm saying? It kept us in line. And never once, and, um, Never once what did we feel like it was uh, abuse, because we knew often when we got like that's why we would lie to our parents because we did you know what I'm saying you know when you was a kid you do something wrong. I'm 40 years old, so all of my um, I'm not a millennial. What am I? Generation? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> Whatever. Anybody who grew up during the 80s and 90s, you know, if you did something wrong, you, you tried a lot of your parents to cover it up because you knew you would get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Or you didn't do something because you didn't want to get in trouble because you knew that physical discipline and a whooping would, would come. And and I'm not saying that's the only discipline I got. Um, I got punishments such as um, being grounded, not being able to go somewhere, or having to go in my room, not being able to watch TV, or having to wash dishes for two weeks straight or something like that. Or, you know, there were other things um, that were consequences for me, but a whooping was definitely one of them that I'm thankful for. So I am tired of society looking at looking at um, whooping your child with a belt as as being frowned upon or as if you're doing something wrong when you physically discipline your child. But like I said, three years old, that's too young for me in my opinion. I'm not, you know, if I had a boy, I, I still wouldn't whoop him at the age of three. You know what I'm saying? Um, not with the belt, you know what I'm saying? But there will be a little something. <laughs> I'm not punching them in the chest, though. But that, those are just, just my views, man. I'm, I'm definitely tired of the uh, hypocrisy. Um, people getting on the Chiefs organization for not cutting Tyreek. The reason for that is look at the NFL. Look at the NFL. Hold the NFL accountable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hold the NFL accountable. It's on them. And so, and even so, like, man, the Players Union, I can't remember. I think I was watching 
know if it's ESPN, but they asked if um, the NFL tried to do a like a lifetime ban on Tyreek Hill with the NFL PA fight, and they was like, "Yes, we would." It's like we definitely fight that. I mean, because if that's the case, I mean, there's there's players now, man, that's playing that probably you know what I'm saying will fall under that. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I mean, and look at uh, look at Robert Kraft, man. Like he got he's prostitution and possibly participating in the sex trafficking or whatever you know what I'm saying but that's kind of been he's probably happy now because he's not nobody's talking about that anymore nobody's talking about I mean like is that a man that respects women you know and so let's like like let's be that's why man (laughs) Mankind, man. Sometimes we really suck, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, we want to pick and choose uh, certain things to um, judge people for and hold people accountable for. And then, um, and, and it's never um, equal or just. That's why I love God so much, because he is just. And he's forgiving. And, and just on that note, Real quick, I'm gonna talk about um, because a lot of uh, society can be very unforgiving and want to hold like they keep bringing up the past of, of Frank Clark and comparing and lumping Frank Clark and Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. Oh, look at the Chiefs! They just signed another guy who's guilty of abuse. And Frank Clark, he has when when he spoke and they did an interview with Frank Clark, you could tell that he seemed to have learned from his past mistake. But radio broadcasters and analysts, you know, they continue to bring that up. And it was in his past. As if they, we, have not made any mistakes in our past. I know I messed up a whole lot. If you brought up my past, man, <laughs> people probably be like, oh, he's a horrible person. He's this, he's that. I did a lot. I did a lot I'm not proud of. You know what I'm saying? But to act as if people speaking as if they don't have any sin in their life or have no past mistakes or issues in their past. Come on, man. Get out of here with that. (laughs) And so you want to hold somebody accountable for something they did two or three years ago with it where that two to three years span afterwards, that person is going through a process to, to change and they're not the same person anymore, but you still want to recognize them for a past sin that, you know, saying God will forgive them for. She went, that's the difference between man's forgiveness and God's forgiveness. Because man doesn't really forgive. They say forgive and don't forget. God forgives and he remembers no more. He doesn't continue to hold past sins against you. But man does. You know what I'm saying? It could be something you did five years ago or something you did in high school. I said a lot of dumb things in high school. If I was an athlete, if I had Twitter when I was in high school, could you imagine? It would be so much. <laughs> it would be so much because I said did a lot of things, cursed every other word. So, and they bring up things from high school and the athletes, like, it was like five, six years ago when he was a, a kid. You know what I'm saying? We say a lot of dumb things. We do things because we have not yet learned or we're ignorant to certain things. And there's a growth process and a maturity process. And as a teenager, we are very immature beings. And some are more mature than others. And, you know, mostly say girls mature more than boys, but we are very immature. 
And so it's, it trips me out, man, how they bring up stuff from people's past like they could not have grown from that and changed their lives for the better. We need to stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't want man's forgiveness. I want God's forgiveness. You know? <laughs> but that's just me. Um, you know, it's red and bold. That's my perspective. Let you know why. You know what I'm saying? I feel the Chiefs have not yet cut Tyreek Hill. I mean, and just from the football side. You know. Football side. Talk about that side. Talk about the parental side of it. You know. And another thing we have to think about also, man, is like uh, this kid, you know, this kid, their child is going through this process of only three, going on four years old, I believe. And so the child has been separated from his mother and father. And there's no telling when they're going to get their child back. You know, there's no telling when they're going to get their child back. And I'm pretty sure that the mother loves their, loves their son, Crystal, and I'm sure that Tyreek in his way he loves his son but as I was saying like further in the beginning when I was talking about we don't know how Tyreek was brought up I didn't expand on that but we don't know how you know like I said I don't know if his father was in his life I don't know any of that personal stuff but let's say his father was in his life let's say that's how he was disciplined or how he was raised a lot of times we we transfer translate how we were raised and when we get in our um relationship and and have our own family we kind of take what we experienced and transfer that (laughs) however bad or good it may be that's all you know you can only do what you've seen and what you've learned and what you know so is that what Tyreek Hill experienced when he was a child you know what I'm saying was he getting punched in his chest by his father you have to take all those things into account. That's why counseling is important. Because if it was, it's like, it's like okay, he needs another perspective. He needs to hear a better way of doing things. He needs um, a, a mentor in his life. Uh, he needs an example of what a family should look like. You know what I'm saying? Like all those things come into play. And so let's just, like, you know, I, I pray for him, man. I pray for Tyreek. I love Tyreek Hill as a football player, and I love him as as a man because I have to I'm commanded to love my neighbor you know what I'm saying so I love him and loving him I'm, I'm hoping that he does get the help he needs I'm hoping that he learns from this situation and grows from this situation whether he's allowed to play football again or not this has to be a situation where he sees like okay I need to change you know what I'm saying and sometimes God allows us to go through certain things he said God disciplines those he loves he loves us all he doesn't love what we do most of the time if we're you know saying if we're living a life of sin he doesn't love sin in our lives but he loves the sinner that's why he gave his son christ to die for us so he could have that relationship with us so we could change our lives so we could love people and love him you know what i'm saying the way love should be so that's what I got, man. Um, I thank y'all for listening. Um, Tom, I'm gonna do another segment and talk about, you know, uh, Rick Sincere, Ernest, uh, my guy. We went up to uh, the owner of MTMV Sports. 
Mackie and I, we went up to Nashville for the draft. So I'll do another segment on that. Talk about the Chiefs draft. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to really speak on the Tyreek Hill situation because I've been kind of listening to um, the radio and different uh, opinions and perspectives and ESPN and things of that nature. And it just kind of aggravates me about just so many condemning him and so many just talking so matter of factly, like as if they as if they boo boo don't stink. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but anyway, this is Will Smith with Red and Bold. Love you guys. Appreciate you listening. I understand some of y'all that's listening may disagree um, with with um, my perspective and how I feel. Um, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. But feel free to call in. You know, follow us on, uh, like our page on Facebook, MTMV Sports. Uh, follow us on Twitter, MTMV Sports. We're also on Instagram. And then I'm Red and Bold. Uh, red and Bold. I'm trying to remember how am I on Twitter, but uh, at Red and Bold. <laughs> I want to say it's R-E-D-A-N-D-B-O-L-D. Or if that ain't it, that ain't it. I'm going to have to look, y'all. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. It would be red, you know what I'm saying, and then the letter N, and then B-O-L-D. So I'm thinking that's how I did it. I can't remember. But don't, don't get mad at me, y'all. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. But anyway, love y'all. Y'all have a great day. Feel free to call in. Let me know your perspective. If you have any comments or anything, um, hit us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Y'all have a wonderful Wonderful day. All right, y'all.